Yo, you already know what it is. You are listening to The Urban Product. It's your boy, DME. It's your boy, Cozy Rich. And it's your girl, Imani. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Um, How about you guys? Don't know. I'm doing all right. You know what I mean? I had a pretty good weekend. Very low key. I got a new pet. Another cat. Um, Now we can keep at the crib because my mom got my other one. So, um, yeah, we, we live now. Name that bitch Shadow because Pitch Black. I like to name my animals after cities, but... I couldn't come up with a good name for this for this cat. So. Why did you get a cat? Right. Because I like cats. I feel like that's a false statement. Mm. I feel like you love them during the kitty phase, but once they become an adult, you just don't fuck with them anymore. Are you insane? I love my... Uh, Cairo? Oh, okay, bet. Okay, bet. Nigga, bet. what? Because you want to see your grandson, that's why. Oh. That ain't my, I don't claim that, nigga. That's crazy. <laughs> Yo, just because just that cat came out of my cat don't mean I got to claim him. Like, yo, I don't, I don't know that nigga. I, 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 don't, I don't know that nigga. That's your cat. But yeah, before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> you know, the Patriots won. I got a cat. I mean, I went grocery shopping. So, you know, I'm eating for days again. Yeah, You know that food stamp card be blessing. So I went ham with that. And you know it's podcast day, so we so we we live, we live, and I'm getting a tat at the end of this week, bro. November's a great fucking month. Mm. Where? That's what's up. That's what's up. How about you, Dev? Um, I'm doing all right. My week was pretty. I don't know, just pretty ordinary to be honest. With the past couple of weeks that I had, this was kind of my week to just sit back and maybe catch up on what I've been neglecting within the past couple of weeks. Uh, so that's what I've been doing pretty much. Um, Let's see, we recorded, dropped the episode. Shout out again to G Nipsey and Dre the Gen for pulling up uh, for last week's episode. So did that. Um, obviously released it, promoted it, worked uh, my regular job. And what's crazy is people were hitting me up all this week because of um, what transpired, and we'll talk about it. But a lot of people were hitting me up because of the short, the story that I shared last week, and they didn't realize the severity of the situation until um, it happened on a much larger scale somewhere else. When they heard me talk about it, like, for sure, it was all laughs in the beginning. But since they didn't know how dangerous it could actually get, um, they showed their uh, sympathy. And, yeah, it was it was dope. It was dope to see people reach out to that. Uh, to a, if people don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about um, the Astroworld uh, tragedy that happened down in Houston. Last week I talked about my time at Rolling Loud in New York, how I had a similar situation, but obviously not as severe as that one. Um, So yeah, I guess since I mentioned it, we can go ahead and just talk about it for a little bit. Uh, So on Saturday, this past weekend, Travis Scott had a festival in his hometown, Houston, Texas. Um, I think it was his maybe second or third time throwing the festival there uh it's his astroworld festival he had like roddy rich performing 21 savage don tolliver all the big names he had a bunch of big names performing at that festival uh they were on their second day and during travis uh scott's headlining set um shit got crazy and Obviously, if you've been to a Travis Scott show, you know how those can turn out. Um, But at this one in particular, it got really crazy all the way up to the point where a lot of um, the attendees there were fainting, passing out. And I believe eight people in total died from the event. 
around maybe 200 to 300 were severely injured, but there was a count of eight people ranging from the ages of 14 to 27 that lost their lives in that festival. Um, Have you ever been to a trap concert, you, yourself? I've been to four. Before we get into this, can you tell us what your experience is like at a trap concert so people can understand? I mean, Travis Scott, if you're a fan of his music, he is always high energy. He's always ready to party, rage, as he would say. Uh, So his concerts are always a lot of mosh pits um, and things like that. I've been to four, like I said. I've been to one where he opened for Kendrick. I've been to the Astroworld tour, and then he performed at two Rolling Louds that I went to. Um, And the energy there has always been the same. It was never chaotic for me because it's a culture that I'm used to and I'm used to being in something like that. So it wasn't as it was never that chaotic. Um, So it was always just a good time. I've always had a good time at the Travis show at this festival, though. It's about maybe 50,000 people. And you can think about the shows that I've been to. Yeah, Travis Scott was there, but not everyone was there to see Travis Scott. You know what I'm saying? And even that maybe it's like a couple thousand people or a couple hundreds people. This festival, you got 50,000 dedicated Travis Scott fans. You feel me? That's insane. So a festival full of that shit. Um, so you can just understand how the energy and the vibe there can just turn out to be chaotic. People were storming the security gates. They were rushing into VIP. Mad people were getting trampled over at the at the entrance. Niggas weren't even in the festival yet. At the entrance, people were getting trampled over uh, to get to get in. And I don't even know if everyone that entered um, had even had a ticket. Like, when they rushed it, they rushed it. When you're in a mosh pit like that, it gets really tight. So if you're claustrophobic and you're in a mosh pit, honestly, I don't know what you're doing <laughs> with yourself if you're claustrophobic. But, yeah, it can get really hot. You get dehydrated. So that's why, obviously, people are fainting because it's hot close proximity, a lot of energy, a lot of chaos going on, so you can easily get dehydrated. Real quick, for those that don't yeah. know, can you tell them what a mosh pit is? I mean, You'd be mosh pit, bro. I mean, mosh pit is just people jumping around, honestly. If you want me, that's the most basic way I can describe a mosh pit. Whatever the song is, it's normally high energy, people are going crazy, and people are jumping around. At some mosh pits, it can get aggressive and violent. You got the stupid people that would throw a fist, try to start a fight um, in that. And I wouldn't even say, I don't know. When I see shit like that popping off, I'm like, whatever happens to that dude, he deserves to get his ass beat because he started throwing fists for no reason. Um, but, yeah, mosh pits are normally just mad people jumping around together. They're normally all pushing each other around in a circle and just shit like that. Um, but you can imagine 50,000 people doing yeah. that all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can definitely get crazy. So um, in that, I want to say prayers go out to um, the people that lost their lives out there. Uh, you never go to a concert thinking that you're going to die. You know, it's it was very scary. It, sh- it shined the light on me because shit, I was just at a Travis show a few days prior. So for that to be the follow-up, it just let me know where um, things were going in terms of people getting used to being back outside again. Mm-hmm. Because this the past couple of months, we reopened back in April. So within the past couple of months, it was really our first time being in these type of environments. So I really just don't think people know how to handle themselves. Um, and we'll talk about 
everything, but that was just my little synopsis of the entire situation. Um, but yeah, I remember reading tweets live as it was happening and that I was just like in my bed because I was confused at first when I saw what was going on. But as I read down the timeline and I saw what was happening and I was just like, oh, shit. And it was a it was crazy because people were trying to alert others about what was going on. But obviously in the t- that, that type of madness, you can't really convey that message or people aren't going to be so coherent when you're trying to tell them about what's going on. And I related to that because that was me, too. I, I'm at uh, Rolling Loud and I was trying to tell people that, yo, I'm on the ground. Too much shit was going around for people to really understand what was going on. So, yeah, I saw that. I saw the TikToks that were going on. I saw mad shit. I saw mad shit. It's a, it's a really sad situation. But I'll stop talking because I can honestly keep talking about this. I'll, I'll let y'all go ahead and uh, give your opinions on it, her reactions about the whole situation. Well, first thing first, I didn't even, like, feel comfortable watching some of the videos because just like you, I was confused as what was going on. I thought it was just, like, another like mosh pit like people are just going crazy but like just hearing certain people like screaming like get off get off like i need help i need help and everyone's like i i don't know i think it was just shocking to see like how all these people are just acting in that manner and just kind of just forgetting humanity at that point just seeing everybody get it trampled over and just the cries and the fact that like some of the kids that died were only 16 and 14 um it's just sad that they lost their lives before they could even like start their lives essentially um i do agree with you with saying that people definitely forgot how to act um i think a lot of people were confined a lot of people felt like they were trapped and now i feel like any opportunity people have to get lit they just go extreme and i feel like that you see that on social media a lot now um but it definitely is a sad situation i feel for everybody involved because it's it's not a situation nobody wants to go through or wants to experience so we can only wait and see what's you know to come mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um another thing that dev didn't say is that apparently there was someone going in the crowd like stabbing people with a needle that like too. injecting them with some type of drug yeah I don't know what the fuck that was. That's fucking That's scary as shit. But um, I agree with everything y'all both said. For one, I'm actually surprised that people under the age of 18 were even allowed to attend yeah, I was surprised that type that of event because most concerts, most festivals are 18 years or 21 years or older because of the type of things they're going to see, the beverages that are going to be served, etc. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing little kids there like with their parents or moms or, and dads like, children like under 13 years old there so i'm just like this is insane but to have all those people in that small area fifty thousand, and what that shield showed me i don't think this event was planned properly because i don't think there was enough security for one Mm -hmm. because the fact that people are able to rush the front gates Mm -hmm. and get through and for for one, nothing happens. Like, nothing happened as a result of that. Hey, what are you supposed to do? What are there, you going to do? There should be security. There should be, like... My thing is, at most events, though, there's situational precautions, situational procedures for things. Like, if something goes down, this is how we're going to handle it. And I don't think, like, that was a thing for this. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of shit happened, 
and nothing happened as a result of that. And when I'm saying nothing happened, I mean nothing was stopped. No one did anything to intervene. It took a very long time for things to settle down, which is problematic for Travis and himself. And I say that because I don't think Travis is a bad person. I don't think he intended for this to happen. I don't, I don't think anyone intended for this to happen. But you said it before. Travis, he's a rager. You know what I mean? Mm. His his events, like you want to get lit, he, he gets you lit. He gets you energetic. He gets you moving. I've been seeing clips of people post-Travis concerts, and he's in the crowd. And I saw one clip where it was like um, someone tried to take his shoe and he was just telling everyone in the crowd to beat this nigga's ass. So I'm just thinking about all the things he's done. And I'm just like, because of this one event, a lot of things are going to come back to bite him on the ass because people are going to be like, you see, this is the type of environment he condones. This is the type of environment he creates. And they're going to point back to past situations like that clip right there or past um, past festivals or concerts. And I, I don't think that's Travis. I think that's just um, a persona he has. Everyone wants to get lit. Everyone wants to party. But everyone wants to do it in a safe manner. And I just don't think this was done in a safe manner. I don't think there was enough security. I don't think there was enough medical medical personnel there either to help people. Because I've been reading statements where some of the medical personnel there themselves didn't even know what the fuck to do when people were having trouble, like cardiac arrest or needed CPR, for example. So... This this is an unfortunate situation. I don't wish this upon anyone because people died, people got severely injured, people got traumatized, and people just people spent money to get this type of experience, and that's not what anyone wants, especially when you're trying to celebrate and get out of your house for the first time because of COVID. So I mean, because of all this happening to Travis, I think he's gonna lose a lot of money. Oh, this is a lot of bad press. He's gonna fuck up his image. And I don't think he deserves that, but it's just unfortunate. And I hope everyone learns from this, especially in the music community, on how to like properly create functions like this, because this is a learning, this is a learning event for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate that it has to be a learning event. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he refunded um, all the tickets. Yeah, he refunded all the tickets. Roddy Rich, who was a performer <coughs> there as well, said that he was going to donate his net earnings from the show um and both travis and kylie both came out and made public statements um about everything about that public statement i see everyone flaming him over it do you think it was genuine the the text the text conversation because he did two statements he did one that was like a uh notes like a text message and he did a video apology as well so for the text I could tell that that was from by his PR team. Like, sure, maybe a lot of sentiment was from Travis as well, but just the layout, the format, all of it screamed PR. So I was like, okay. Now for the video apology, honestly, I understand Travis probably f was pressured to say something. Um, but honestly, watching him deliver the apology... Yes, some of it is PR. Some of it, the PR, his publicist probably told him to say. But I think a lot of it was real, too. Like, me watching the video, part of him, part of him looked like he just wasn't there. He seems stressed. He, he's mm -hmm. bro, he seems stressed. He looks devastated. Bro, yeah. he's devastated. I don't think this is going to fuck him up for a while, bro. Something like this is going to fuck him up for a while because 
I don't know, the type of artist that Travis is and the type of even performer that he is lets me know that he connects with his fans a lot and he cares about his fans. That's why he likes, you know, to party and do all this shit. It's for the experience. So the fact and it's his festival and it's in his hometown. So for all this shit to pop off and then one of the resulting things from it is death. That's mm. going to scar him for a very long time. He was scheduled to do this festival in Vegas mm -hmm. this upcoming weekend, and he already canceled, and the festival replaced him with Post Malone. Yep. But I was just like, yeah, you're not going to see Travis for a while. He was on the he was on the way to release an album. I don't think that album is going to be coming out soon, as soon as it was about to come out. Um, yeah, something like this is very traumatizing, obviously. It's traumatizing to everyone who attended the event. Mm -hmm. But for the person throwing the event, it's devastating that this is what the turnout was. And nobody plans for this shit. Nobody um, knew that this what could have been a possibility. They thought they had everyone there. They thought they had enough medical staff. They thought they had enough security. But as it turned out, you know, it wasn't enough. And I saw clips of, you know, people saying Travis saw what was going on. He had the opportunity to, to stop the show. I, and I saw clips of him stopping the show to because once he saw somebody, he tried stopping the show and gave them the help that they needed. But other, then in the other clips, he continued the show while people were passing out in the crowd. And when I saw that, I was just like, I don't think that. Travis, if he was to look out in the crowd, unless if it was multiple people in one area, I don't think you can really spot something out like that. Like, if I'm high up, they got to be a bunch of y'all for me to see that, you know, people are on the ground because it's, it's mad heads. Most of the time you look out into a crowd, you can't even see anything past the third row. And so is this 50,000 of y'all? I For part of that... I couldn't really put the blame on Travis. I, you know, put the blame mostly on Travis because this is his event. But just for him as a person, I don't put the blame on him for that. The shit wasn't supposed to go down that way. Has something like but, this ever happened before? People I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think, and I don't think like anything like this has ever happened. Like people have died in stampedes before. No, no, no. I'm talking about specifically at a music event, oh, at a concert. like at a concert yeah. or festival. Like, yes. When. I can't give you an exact date, but I've read stories about people dying in mosh pits before. Oh my god! I like think, the, I think the I, way this I, concert went, like I think a hip hop show, maybe not, maybe not for a hip hop show, but um, like yeah, rock. like mosh pits or like people. Like, there's things people. Wow, there is a term of like death by stampede, mm -hmm. where you know it could have happened in the in a mosh pit type of environment. So it's happened, but something just like I said this close to our culture and like one of the prolific artists like relating to our culture no I don't think something like that has happened before Drake's getting it too not just Travis yeah because Drake's getting crucified too as a result because this happened when it came out yeah yeah I mean you can imagine a bunch of artists are excited to see Travis now you got a surprise guest of Drake coming out the whole mm. crowd's gonna go even crazier because Drake wasn't built to pop up he just he just he was a surprise guest so you imagine you already got a bunch of teens going crazy, and then Drake comes out. It's going to get even worse. 
So, yeah, Drake came out and made a statement as well. It's going to affect, I think, every artist that performs at that event. Mm-hmm. I it's think it's going to affect the hip-hop community as a whole, regardless of what artist you are, simply because of how you perform or how you do your concerts from now on. Like, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of precautions taken moving forward oh, with everyone happened. at their concerts. Yeah. Like, yo, make sure this is, this is secure. Make sure we got this, this, because I ain't trying to deal with... A, B, and C that Trav had to do with. So I can see, I see everyone like taking something from this and this, trying to put this into their performance in their in their concerts. So something like this doesn't happen at their events. But well, it happened recently with Tiana Taylor mm-hmm. on her um, farewell tour. Mm-hmm. I guess a girl was about to pass out and she's like, "Nope, we're not doing that. Come on, bring her up here." And it was like, "Oh," but everyone's like, "Oh, go Tiana for doing it." I just feel like. She has to do it now, just like Rich said, because things are switched up now. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 Fuck with people's money. You that's that's how you get to them the best. Yep. Telling you. Fuck with someone's money, they gonna switch up real quick. Okay. Yeah, so definitely praise to everybody involved, but um it's definitely a sad thing. Uh and I don't know, it's just gonna fuck up a lot of it's gonna fuck a lot of people up for a while. That's awesome. It fucks me up. Like it fucked me up. It hit me directly as soon as I read it. As soon as I read it, the first person I texted was uh, my homie up in New York because she was the one that experienced the same shit with me. I texted her the first thing I saw that, and I was like, yo, like, it happens again. But, like, yo, niggas are dying out here. That's fucking crazy. And she was like, yo, like, it's, it's a great thing that we survived. And it put me right back in the situation. Like, yo, I explained it last week, but, like, I left some details out. So... Right, so I fell down when it happened, right? And when I looked around me, obviously I saw a bunch of um, bodies going crazy, people still jumping around and going crazy. And nobody noticed that I fell down, which is crazy, because I'm like, I'm a large guy. So, and I'm like, so how do you not notice me, like me falling? You know, but, I hear um, the story and I'm just like, yo, I'm rolling onto someone's legs. Like, yeah, I'm, no, like, bro, it's like, the thing is, I <laughs> fell. You're gonna feel me, nigga. No, you I fell, see me. Yeah. bro, and like people, around me fell as well so i don't know how other people around us didn't notice that and it literally was like you know how when you're drowning how you signal that you're drowning Mm -hmm. you like put your hands up so people know that someone's like drowning underwater Mm -hmm. that's literally what i had to do i had to i was on the ground nobody could see me i had to put my hands up wave it in people's faces just to let them know that somebody was on the ground and eventually once people got the hint they were like yo 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 there's people on the ground there's people on the ground and it took like maybe layers of people to stop moving to fix the situation because the first layer around us saw it and they tried letting the people around them know but the message wasn't going around fast enough so it was like maybe a good two minutes that i was on the ground for so shit was like wild so as people started to learn about what was going on then you would see people trying to help but it just took a while because, like I said, it was an open space, so people tried moving in, and then you were getting bodies falling over, and there'd be, like, dog piles of people, and then you got, like, me all the way at the bottom of that dog pile trying to fight to get people off, and then you got this other little nigga saying, like, please, please help me up. I'm like, bro, I was the first one on the ground. Shut the fuck up right now, bro, please. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> I was just like, yo. All that shit going on is, like, very scary. And then another thing that I noticed from watching that video, there were bodies being crowd-surfed out of um, 
I didn't even peep that. I didn't that. see that. Yeah, because obviously people saw that people were fainting, so they were trying to get them to um, medical so they were just assistance. Putting them on top so of the- they were putting them That's on people crazy. and like trying to get them to carry out. Because no bullshit, I'll tell you that right now, in an environment like that, that is the quickest way to get somebody out. Because because trying you- to walk through it, it bro, it took me forever. I it took me longer to get out of the crowd than I was on the ground for, and that was like even worse. You feel me? So like. People were crowd surfing bodies out, and you don't even know if you were passing somebody who just fainted or if you were passing a dead body. And shit like that is scary. You feel me? Shit like that is scary. So I just see shit like that. I just see shit like that, and I just reflect. It's very sad for other people, and not not to compare, but it's just what my my personal experiences uh, made me reflect on the whole situation. So yeah, definitely. Definitely, because I do want to move on to other news. Not just I don't want to just stay on this for a while, but definitely keep your prayers out there for everybody that uh, was affected by this whole tragedy. Um, and yeah, while you're out there, people, just calm the fuck down. Calm the fuck down. Back the fuck up. Don't touch anyone. Don't punch anyone. And just stop pushing. It's like, nigga, you see what's going on right now. This might fuck up the whole concert game for a while. You feel me? We don't even know what's going to go on. But, yeah, all you can do is just do your part. Just do your part. And if you see someone on the ground, please just help them up. Just help them up. In fact, we have to say that. You it's ain't going to catch me at a concert with crazy. more than 50,000 people. Like, what? Yeah. That's insane. That's a whole football stadium of people in one area. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So, we're all, whatever, you're 24? I'm a baby. All right, bye. You're 24. I'm 24. Devin's 25. Um, what's the 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 term? It's like the quarter quarter century. Quarter, quarter century. Or yeah. Well, not quarter, quarter life, life cycle. Cri- quarter life. Cycle. I've yeah, never yeah. heard that quarter life crisis. Yeah, people have quarter life crises. Well, oh, yeah, people just have a hard time accepting the fact that they're growing up. But yeah, continue. continue. Um, yes, quarter life mark. Um, essentially, I just wanted to ask you guys if you feel a change you know you more especially because you are 25 do you feel change from like <laughs> the one year <laughs> the one year difference my bad, my bad. but like i'm just saying just for the the question yeah, just for yeah. the mark um do you see like a change in how you were from say like 21 and like do you like that change or is there something that you wish you can change now yeah so something about me um i've always been told that i was mature for my age and um even in being told that when i was younger i what has definitely changed about me is i matured even more um i reflect on the shit i was doing back when i was 21 22 18 shit when i was 24 i was (laughs) like i was looking back at mad shit that i was doing and i was like wow I definitely could have handled that better. Definitely could have handled that better. Um, Some shit. I don't know. It's like, I feel like the things that I would have done in the past, Mm -hmm. I would have still done it in my present day, but I would have just handled it differently. You know what I mean? Like, there's a smarter way to do everything. And sometimes when I was younger, and the shit that I was getting involved in, I think I was handling it the smartest way that I could. It wasn't until I got older that I was just like, "Ah, see, if I just did that, if I just maybe tweaked that a little bit, 
don't know. Maybe maybe that whole thing would have went differently. It would have turned out for the better. Or I, I could have just finessed that situation a little bit better if I was just a little bit smarter about it. And that's what I kind of realized as I got older. I moved different. Um, how I associate with people are different. Um, I'm not really... I, I never really cared that much in the past. But it got more to the point now where like I don't really care just about who's around you know if niggas are around gangs around but if people aren't around i've also gotten to the point where i don't really care so it just got more to that for me kind of stray away from public opinion and more just to my own progression and just been rocking with that for a while now right so yeah that's kind of been me <clears throat> so for me i wouldn't even say like being 24 like i i feel more mature for me it's more of like a day-to-day thing like i i use my experiences and everything i've been through in life to to try to reflect and figure out how i can always improve because we've all put ourselves in great situations and we've all put ourselves in terrible situations no matter what age we are i, I could up. <laughs> I fucked up a few years ago. I fucked up this year. (laughs) I fucked up this year. And that's okay because I don't know everything. I don't think I know everything. I don't want to know everything. But I'm constantly learning. So because of all these experiences I'm having over the years, I just take them and add them to my character, add them to the brain, and know how to move accordingly as a result. As Devin said, like, yeah, when I'm around my people, as y'all see on this show, I like to clown. I like to be joyful. I like to be a little kid. Because in the real world out there, I have to be an adult. I have to handle my business. I have to move a certain way. So I'm just like Dev. Like, I've been told consistently ever since I was in college that you, are, you don't act your age. Mm-hmm. You act years above your age. And I only say, and I only feel that way. I, I honestly feel that way personally. Like, I, I don't feel like a 24-year-old. I feel like a 30-year-old kind of. And that's because of just the way I've grown, I, I've grown up. I didn't have certain things other people had. So as a result, I had to learn how to manage. I had to learn how to create. I had to learn how to adapt. Mm -hmm. I didn't get to enjoy certain things that people had. So I had to learn how to, same thing. So everything that I've had in my life has created this person you see today. And I'm grateful for it. So I wouldn't say, you know, it's because I'm 24 that I'm now more mature or there are things I regret. I I just think it's life. Like the older you get, if you're not maturing, if you're not upgrading, if you're not bettering your mind, then what the fuck are you doing? You're not learning from anything. Mm-hmm. You're like, yes, we can go through life like making mistakes and and whatnot. But if you're not learning from your mistakes, then I don't really think you're getting you're gonna live your best life. You know what I mean? You're always gonna be stagnant. You're not you're not upgrading. Like for me personally, like last month, I was thinking in my head like, yo, this year hasn't been my best year. And like every year ever since like high school. I've gotten progressively better at something and life has just gotten progressively better for me. So this was like the first year for me where I thought where I felt things got stagnant. And I'm just thinking in my mind, like, yo, you need to you need to step it up. You need you need to switch something up so you can keep elevating and improving. And what did I do? I didn't move my room around. I mean, I switched my room around, create a different environment. And I'm not even gonna lie to you, that made a big difference for me. My mindset is different, my energy is different. And I'm moving different just because I switched up my room. So little things like that, you never know what could have a positive impact on you. But these life experiences I had, I know a lot of people in better situations growing up definitely didn't have. So they haven't grown up the way I, I have and they don't have the experiences or the, the mindset I do. But because of all that, 
that's why I feel the way I am and why I'm such an old soul. So I'm grateful for it, but some things I wish I didn't have to experience because there are some things I wish I didn't know at 24. Like I shouldn't, you know what I mean? No bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But I'm grateful I know nah, at the same time, nah, you know what I mean? Nah, because nah, 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 nah. I'm ahead of the curve. Yo, no bullshit. There'd be, there'd be some shit where I was just like, wow. Like, right. I hate that I'm as mature as I am. Yeah. Yep. To know because how to it's this. like, I want to fuck around and do this one thing so bad. Mm -hmm. But because I know better. Yep. I'm not going to. Okay. But I know that any of my people would do would that do shit right now. But I'm like, Crazy. fuck. I just hate that the fact Crazy. that I know better. I hate that I know better. Yeah, I love it, like there'd be times where I was like, you know, just to use y'all as an example, there'd be times when I was living with y'all and I'd be like, damn, you know, this activity. I'm going to ride out with the gang and I'm going to do this gang. But then in the back of my mind, I'm just like, Dev, you know you're not about to do this shit. And I'm like, ah, but I want to. <laughs> you feel me? Ah. <laughs> you feel me? And that's just what it is. It's like sometimes I wish, because I look <laughs> back in the past and I look pa back in the past and I reflect. And sometimes I'm like, wow, I was in, that was a crazy situation that mm -hmm. I was in. And because I was smart, I knew how to like deal with that situation when I was in it. But if I wasn't so smart, hey, hey, I might have fucked up back then. That could have been a good fuck up. <laughs> you see, that's me though. That's the way I think about everything. Been a good fuck up. That's how I think of everything. Like everything I got to deal with now, if I fuck up, word. I'm just learning how to not fuck this up the next time it comes around. Yeah. And most people haven't experienced this event at this point in life. So I'm gonna be ahead of the fucking curve, you know what I mean? I'm gonna be way more prepared than other people when they're at that age where they're gonna be experiencing something like this. So Yeah, and that's why I'm so understanding when I see people like just doing wreck shit and wild shit. Cause I'm just like, word, I'm living through y'all, because I'm not doing that shit. Hmm. But I understand why you're doing this. So go ahead. I'm a root for you on this side. <laughs> you feel me? I'm a root for y'all on this side, but niggas are wreck out there. Amani, how about you though? Um well, I'm like a perfectionist, so I tend to look to my past as a way to remember, like, not to keep doing the same shit over and over again. Some things, obviously, I have more trouble letting go of or bad habits. Um, and sometimes I'm just like, mm, like, you should know better. And then, you know, sometimes I, I like you said, I want to be like some person like, no. I don't know. I don't want to do better. Sometimes I just want to do this just because it feels good, even though it's not the right thing to do. Um, I just want to do it in the moment. So I think um, as I grow older, I feel like I, I just always have to keep reminding myself of my past. Like, okay, we went through this. We're not going to do this again. Or we saw parts of this in other people, and we're not going to emulate the same thing in our own decisions. Um I also, um, I feel like if there's something I would change about myself, it's to not be so, like, closed-minded. I always watch people. I don't usually say what's on my mind. Um, and I feel like I should start saying, you know, I should start talking my shit more. But also call people out when, like, I feel like they did something wrong to me or not even do something wrong to me personally like if i see something wrong i should just say it instead of just minding my business you see i forgot that part to your question because i feel the same way like so, something i wish i could change about myself is i just wish i wasn't so argumentative and always had something to say 
because to me at this point it just comes to be real fucking quick because if I disagree with you, I'm gonna let you know. Podcaster, I feel you. Like if I, like if you're talking to me and you say something that I just don't agree, it's not like I'm just gonna shut up and, and just be, oh, okay, I understand. I'm gonna let you know, like, oh, that doesn't make sense, and I'm gonna let you know why. And I really wish I wasn't like that because some things don't need to be said. Sometimes just let people. And that's my mentality. Some things don't need to be said. Some things don't need to be said. Just let people believe what they want. Exactly. You know what I mean, it's, it doesn't hurt anyone. But to me, it's just like, yo, oh, what, why do you think it's, that? Why do you believe too many that? En- too much why? energy. <laughs> just, I've gotten into so many arguments because I don't say shit. That too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> it's just like, yo, after the conversations we have, like, man, we've been doing this podcast for three years, right? So you can just imagine all the type of conversations that we've had. So when I'm having a conversation mm-hmm. and I've had that conversation before, and I already know like what's what's the shit deeply rooted into. I have my comments to make, but I know, nah, you know, I probably shouldn't say anything. But because I don't say something, if something pops up later, it's just like, oh, why didn't you say anything? It's just, it's just like, nigga, we've been down this road before. You know what's gonna happen. You know who you are. I'm gonna love you regardless. <laughs> so you're gonna fuck up, and we gonna circle back when you fuck up. But okay. if I just say in the past, yo. Um, I don't think you should do this because of X, Y, and Z. At the end of the day, you're always going to do what you want to do at the end of the day. So I don't like sounding like a broken record because there's one thing that I don't hate more. The thing I hate the most is repeating myself. Right? I have like little tiffs with people every now and then. I'm just like, all right, we got to have a tiff. We got to have a tiff. But I just hope I don't have to repeat the same tiff again. And if it gets to the point where I got to repeat the same tiff... At some point, I just stop. I just stop talking, and I just let shit rock, and whatever happens, happens. But then that shit will creep up later. It's just like, oh, if shit pop, if shit happened earlier, why didn't you say anything earlier? And it was just like I did, and then nothing came out of it. So I just stopped stop talking. Saying, yeah. You feel me? But that shit always comes back to a problem, and sometimes that's the shit that I I dislike. in situations like that where like we've had that conversation before, and. I just don't want to keep repeating myself. I just stop. No, no, I I do the same thing. (laughs) But like, but like, when it keeps happening over and over again, and I don't say, it starts to eat away at me, and I just want to explode. To to be honest with you, I I become resentful if anything. Yeah, it gets to that one point where it's just like, wow, you're actually still doing this after we had the conversation conversation about it, and I'm not doing anything. And you 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 clearly haven't noticed that it's upsetting me. It's just like, wow, that's why I'm back out here. No, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I had a. Jesus Christ. Yo. No, we, can, we can keep it a buck. Oh, we can keep it a buck? I bet. I bet. So, people, right? I was uh, I was talking to this little, this little girl, right? Little. Right. Oh, my God. No, I was ta- that matters. What the fuck? Especially right now. <laughs> like, we just clowned somebody yourself, last week for This the is same why shit. I'm calling her a little girl. This is why I'm calling her a little okay. girl. Okay. I had a conversation with Monty about this last week, right? Okay. So... I had I had been I had been I had been fucking with her right, and I'm a man that I'm not gonna ask you to do anything if I don't do it myself. To be honest with you, if I'm fucking with someone, I don't ask you for anything because I'm so self dependent and so self dependent, so independent 
that I don't need anything from you but your attention and presence. Aww. Majority of the time, like real shit. I don't want your money. I don't want gifts. Okay. All that shit is superficial to me. I'm not a materialistic person at all. Oh, you a bad bitch. I don't get. You feel me? You feel me, nigga? So I was I was fucking with Shorty, right? And I cook, right? I cook all the time. You yeah, know what I mean? I live with shit. my roommates. I, I can cook anything. He's Tell really me something. Can clean T- anything. Can too. clean anything. Fellas, hey. I'm organized. I handle my business, bro. I pay my bills. I do everything. You what feel me? I asked Shorty, yo, would it hurt you to, you know, mm. cook once in a blue moon, once in a while? Tell me why Shorty called me selfish for trying to change her and not being happy with the way she was. When I'm just like, yo, I don't ask you for a single thing. You here all the fucking time. You eat all my food. Ah, okay. You smoke all my weed. Mm. I don't ask you to reimburse me for anything. I fuck with you. I fuck with your vibe. I get, like you. Because you get clowned. Because you, you feel me? You, you here. You here. I, I, I like you being here. I'm just asking for like, yo, you here all this time. Maybe once every three weeks, once every two weeks, you make something for a nigga? Taking initiative. I can't do that. I'm sorry. You're you're, you're being selfish. You, why can't you cook? You know how to cook. Why would I do that? I don't like to cook. So I'm like, all right, word. You ain't going to make an effort for me. So why the fuck am I going to make an effort to keep you around? Period. So snip it in the bud. Cut that shit out because I'm not going to keep someone around that's not willing to do something for me when I'm doing all this for you. And we bring this back to the original conversation because I stopped saying something after a while. I stopped speaking up. Mm-hmm. Shorty, Shorty made food one day for herself at my crib. Did not ask me if I wanted food. Fam! Wait, what'd she make though? It was nothing crazy. It was oh, pasta, but it was... Oh, you alright. I was alright, but I was... <laughs> it's the principle. Yeah, it's the, bro, <laughs> it's bro, it's the, the fucking principle. principle. <laughs> it's the fucking principle. <laughs> I, like, I didn't eat that whole day, so I would've eaten it oh, too. So like, it's the fucking principle. Uh, and when I tell you... Were you, you aware I'm, that she was cooking? No, bro. I went downstairs. Oh, just, okay. I went I downstairs. Been sick if I was aware that she was cooking. Oh no! And after she was done, it was only food for her. I would have been living. <laughs> bro, bro. Well, actually, I saw her. So I went downstairs to use the bathroom, and I saw her cooking. I, I just looked at her, smiled, didn't say anything because I just let it. I just let that, it. You thought that you shit got was excited. For you. You yeah, a, I got excited. You thought a plate was about to be ready for him. Ow. Then I come up. <laughs> then I go back upstairs. Go back to my work. Shorty come upstairs with her bowl of pasta, marinara sauce, meatballs. I look at her as she's eating that shit. I'm like, so where's mine? She's like, oh, I didn't know you wanted any. I was like, I know you didn't ask. I was like. I always ask you if you want food when you know you eating here. I'm ordering something. Like, why, why can't you do the same? I, uh, I didn't think it mattered. <laughs> I, I, yeah, bruh. When I tell you I blew up on this bitch, get the fuck out. Can't can't have people like that. Was that your pasta and meatballs too? Um, yes. All of oh. it was mine. <laughs> All of it is mine. Oh, that's crazy. You feel me? And you didn't even know she was cooking. I mean, so I knew after the fact. In, but she just went into your shit and started cooking for shit for herself. Yes. That's kind of crazy. I'll keep it a buck with you. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> hey, well, shit. It's our job as men to be the providers. So that's just something that we got to live And with. I'm okay with that. But if I'm Fine. asking you for hey. the tiniest thing, like. <laughs> no, I feel really, you. Nigga? I feel you. I, I, really? I hear you 100%. Really, nigga? I hear you 100%. But no hard feelings, though. No hard feelings. <laughs> Still good people who just can't cook. <laughs> I literally forgot where we, why, where we started off back on. I had to rant. Like, I had to rant. You said no. a comment. 
and then he and then you said we could keep it real and then he went nah cause just, you were talking about how like you just cut someone off and for, oh, and I was like alright same shit I'll right. keep it real too shit like, cut someone off too what's up yeah because I'm not really with the whole arguing shit you know it's just like if I gotta argue with you it's I'll so argue extra. with you but I'm the type of person where it's just like I'd rather just talk to you you know cause I can have a conversation with conflicting opinions without needing to argue or like yell. I can just like have a conversation. You can feel one way, I can feel another way. And, and we can resolved. just talk. You feel me? It'll never get to the point where I'll raise my voice. I'll, only so many people in this world have heard me raise my voice. But when I have to raise my voice, it's normally because someone approached me with that energy. You feel me? I'll say this. So I'll give that shit back, and I never want to. So when we get to that point, I'm just instantly annoyed. And the time that I'm like instantly annoyed, I brush so much shit under the rug, just for the sake of like being a bigger person. I'm never the type to unload all the passion on you. I'm not that type because that's corny. If I gotta address something, I'll address it right then and then, then dead it afterwards. But when it gets to the point where after brushing so much shit under the rug, you get me to the point where I'm annoyed and now I have to mm -hmm. raise my voice. Mm -hmm. And it's just because you were trying to start an argument, you don't even get a fair shake from me after that. Because now you're just dumb. Because <laughs> it didn't have to get to that point, but you, you allowed it to get to that point for the sake of what? And now everyone's mad. Is it me or is it like, do the people that you care most about get under your nerves, yes, under very your skin, much like so. the, the worst. Because you expect of, the most out of them. And because they the people better. that you don't care about, it's really quick to dead shit with them. The people that you actually care shit about, you want to fight to work things out. So it's see, more annoying. I was going to say, like, with what you were saying, I agree wholeheartedly, but it's really hard when it's with someone you care about and you guys just keep button heads. Facts. Because I remember, like, me and my mom used to have issues all the time. And oh, I, my goodness. Yo, don't get me, me started, bro. bro she is the one woman <laughs> that used to push my buttons. Yo, okay? yo she, she knows how to get under yep. your skin in the easiest, most subtle ways. And it's, just, like, so fucked up. It's Very so much fucked so. up because as a child, as a child, you know so much shit about your parents where okay. it would be if you wanted to be wrecked one day what? and let it loose with mm. the shit that you know your whole life. One quick lobo, that's it. If you wanted to let it loose on your parents one day, you know that you could and shit could get bad. But us as the children, we, know we choose to be the bigger people, so we just eat that shit. No, no, us being Haitian, Haitian exactly. children, we know better. Now, sometimes I felt bad because like. My mom's got me hot to the point where sometimes where I'll just let a dagger out randomly, just quick, <laughs> quick dagger out, and then she'll like not talk to me for three days. <laughs> I'll be like, "Yo, like we didn't have to get there." Oh, it's like to the type of point where parents and child children, you think you can speak whatever type of way to their kids, nigga. The day that the day that I caught the belt and you told all of Haiti that I hit you is when everything changed. <laughs> You feel me? Oh my god! <laughs> That's when everything changed. So it's it's just like, crazy, crazy, but I can't get crazy. too crazy because <laughs> when I do get crazy, all of the eldersmen, yep. all the elder statesmen of my family will come back and be like, "Yo, Dev, yo, you wild. Wild. Opinion. Yeah. what happened?" That's when the uncles come up to you. Like, you gotta listen to your dukes, bro. You and I'll be like, "Bro." You don't fuck with her. Why are you telling me this? Not even yeah. like, you know exactly why this happened. You know why I got here. Oh my God. And the only thing is, I'm the only kid, so you know that I'm the only one that got to deal yep. with this shit. You got it bad. <laughs> Bro, I feel triggered this episode. I ain't going to hold you. This just brings me back to middle school and like okay. every other week having my, my uncle pull up on me like, yo, darn, um, your mom called me about this. Oh, my God. I'm like, 
first of all, she's lying. She's embellishing. And <laughs> <laughs> I did not do this. I did this. And she's making it sound way worse than what it is. Like, what's it with mothers always feeling the need to contact exaggerate. a male authority figure when it comes to dealing with their sons? Because men need Mom, men in their lives. Mom, just talk life. to me. <laughs> I mean, it's me. different, though. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's different coming from a, a, another male's vantage point, like, on how they see the situation. Because... I'm not going to lie, like, whenever an uncle would come to me, they'd come to me in a different tone as my mother, as well as the fact that they'd be more understanding because they've dealt with my mother for as long as I have, if not longer. Yeah, they'd be so, more understanding, but then at the end, they just say, yeah, you still got to listen to mm -hmm. her, bro. I mean... That's always, like, they'll, they'll come up and be like, yeah, bro, I know. Bro, they come because they understand that now, your mom's wilding, but she's I your mom, so okay. you can't wild out, you know? Now, that's true, that's true, but thinking back to it, they're right, because my mom is still wilding now, and I still say the same things that my uncles were saying to me, to my little brother, like, yo... You're in her house. Oh, no, for sure. You're in her house. <laughs> These, I, I, I live with the things you're dealing with. I'm trying to give you the cheat codes to not deal with this. Like, this, do this, and you won't have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. You're in her house. I understand the shit she's she's pulling on you is BS, but just just try to avoid it, try to deal with it, and you'll be all right. So I understand what they're saying because I'm doing the same thing that they were doing with me to my little brother. Our siblings never really thanked us for the L's we had to take for them, huh? No. This nigga doesn't even know. No, You're watching this shit, right? You don't even too? know. My brother, huh? too. My brother's a little... Nah, I, I love my little brother. I love him. But the way that that man is now, I'm just like... One, I'm surprised, because I never thought he, he would have been allowed to get to the point where he's at. But thinking about it back then, I'm just like, yeah, you saw what I had to go through. You knew what potholes to dodge. Mm -hmm. You knew how to maneuver through that situation. So that's why... You're able to do maybe a, a little extra stuff that's wild out right now in that household. But I'm just like, I get it. I get it. You feel he had me to watch. He had his older sister to watch. And now he's just living life out here like the little vagabond that he is. And I love it. Vagabond. And that's I love it. No, I, I, I see the shit that he's doing and I'm like, nigga, you're wildin', but I love it. <laughs> you feel? Because when I was that age, I had to move differently. But you're just doing this and your parents know. So that's that's crazy. <laughs> so it's it's different. It's different. I mean, shit. Once I saw, as soon as you told me what college your brother was going to, I'm like, oh, it's up. It's, as soon as I saw the hairstyle, I said, oh, you, you pulled up as NBA young boy for Halloween? He's like, damn, nah, I was just an inmate. I'm like, oh, shit, I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> shit was crazy. I hate that shit. for Kenny. Bro, you know how often my little, my, my little brother like got in trouble with my mom over the summer, and my mom would hit me up talking about he's doing this, and I would be up straight up to my mom like, yo, I used to do this all the time. You but just never you know? found out. That's the difference. No, I, I was straight up talking. They be like, so Yo. open with the shit. Now. <laughs> yeah. No, this. No, they're really bold. They're open they're with so the shit bold. Now. So like, bold. I, I was like, "Yo, mom, I did this every week. You just never found out." He's just honest with you and does it in front of you. If okay. anything, you should respect that. Which is better? You feel me? Mm -hmm. Like I was no, sneaky. He's upfront about it. Okay. Wait, which is better? Yeah. I mean, is for, it better for the parent if they just never see the shit, or if the child, if their child trusts their parents enough to, you know? I Get feel like I feel like it's always better for them to for the parents to know what the fuck is going on. Just yep. just so you can be okay and safe. So just so they have an understanding. Now, if you're sneaking around yeah, I mean, doing shit and you get caught up in a bad fucking situation, your parents are gonna be the last person to tell because you're not trying to get in, in trouble with mm -hmm. them. You feel me? So whenever I used to sneak and do shit, I used to be on edge. I used to be anxious, like yo, I can't get caught up because if okay. I get caught up, they calling my mom. Jeez. And my mom don't know what the fuck I'm doing right now. She finds out what I'm doing right now. It's I'm going up. to Haiti. And I'm not trying to go to Haiti. 
So that's why it's always be upfront with your parents about shit, people, because they're gonna be the first people to help you, and they always in your corner, no matter what. If they love you, they love you. So that's why I tell my brother, like, yo, don't lie to mom. I've lied to her a thousand times when I was your age. I've done shit ten times worse than you. There is nothing you can do or say to her that I have not done that was worse. So be upfront with her. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and get into new music, y'all. Let's get into some new oh, music. Oh, let's talk about this. Uh, For sure. You want to lead sure. it off? You want to lead sure. it off? I mean, okay, I'll get excited, but um, unpopular opinion, this album was not as great as Over It. Um, sorry, not That's sorry. What album? album? What still album over. are we talking about, guys? Summer Walker's still over let's it? Let's go ahead and yes. intro this topic. So we're talking about Summer Walker's new album, Still Over It, which debuted last Friday. It was the album of the day for women across the country. It had all social network platforms crashing because of all the slander that they were giving men. It had all the social media platforms crashing because of all the negative slander that was being thrown at men's way. So we're going to let Mani lead off and give us her opinion of the album and uh, how it made her feel. Okay, so yes, um, unpopular opinion, the album was okay. Did I like the album? I did like the album. I did feel like the one before Over It was way better because there was no skips on Over It. I was still listening to Over It before this one came out. But, um, you know, she definitely had a lot of good vibes. Um, I feel like some were a bit um, commercial or radio songs. Um, I think she was testing, you know, like other avenues of music. And she went for the, like, pop-ish kind of, like girl bop songs um my favorite honestly is unloyal i listen to that all the time um i love insane no love um bitter was dope i like that she added cardi b in there um a lot of people like cardi b for like how she was on the song like she's just raw she just tells it how it is she doesn't um mind helping another female with situations that she probably went through because she probably don't want to see other people go through it um so that part was dope the sierra's prayer um although i am grateful that sierra went and gave us you know the the i don't know the secret or whatever um i personally expected i thought she was gonna like sang on it I knew I figured they were gonna throw in the prayer some way somehow, but I thought Sierra was gonna sing with her, so that was a disappointment for me. Um, but other than that, she did really good. Um, some of the songs is, is like I said, I feel it's commercial, but <coughs> overall, it was, it was it was an eight. Which songs are commercial? Do you, do you think? I thought X for a reason was um, commercial. Okay, I feel like that could be like off of a. Like old navy commercial or something. Um <laughs> not gonna lie to you. Old navy. Not gonna lie. Like it's just like very like boppy and like she I don't said know. Old Navy. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong for that. <laughs> no. I apologize. Um Ow. Okay. Walking into so navy listen to song. That bitch your legs. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, that's I'm funny. Sorry. Hilarious. I'm, sorry. No I'm sorry. That no shit would be wild. <laughs> um, crap. Oh, I'm trying to remember the rest of them, but there there was a couple more of them. I'm really blanking on them. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking them on them at this point. Um, okay, yeah, circus. I didn't like circus. I feel like that was commercial and. Um, 
what was there was another one we it's blanking me maybe it'll come back to me but um that's really my just <clears throat> thought process and my viewpoint on the album so as a man i gave this album two plays fully through i, I you know what i mean i have no reservations about the album i don't think it's bad at all i think it's pretty good i mean still over it i think the original is always going to be better than the the sequel still over it so Monty's right. The first one was better, but this one is still pretty good as mm -hmm. compared to the first one. This one's doing 200K, uh, what's it called, plays or 200K sales this week. So it's going to be the number one album regardless. So she clearly did her thing. Shout out to Summer Walker. But I got to say this. I was talking to the crew before. You see her face? She knows what I'm about to say. I was talking to the crew before this, and I had an observation I had to make. Women must love fucking with ain't shit niggas because how the hell are you able to make this much content about one ain't shit nigga in your life who you had a man who are you, who you just had a baby with in March fourth baby mama you talking about yourself. He, you knew he had three baby mom. I don't understand. It. it just doesn't make sense. So I. I like the music. I love the content. It was just funny to me just reading all the tweets, reading all the, the comments on social media because it's just like, yo, she put herself in these situations because she's fucking with this ain't shit nigga. And I don't know. It was just funny to me, but that one was pretty good. I mean, for me, my, my favorite track on the album was... Actually, I was I was say fourth baby mama. <laughs> that was my favorite track on the album. Talking all that shit. She was talking her shit. Oh no, she was talking that shit, and I appreciate it. But I was just listening to her like, you're talking about yourself being the fourth baby mama, knowing going into it he had three baby mamas. How can you shit on a man for that? I mean, everybody thinks they're the one. Yes. How can you be the one when he had three before you that were the one? Hey, some people don't. Some people just look at things that's completely what, differently. I don't just, to tell you. Like I understand, I understand. It just doesn't make sense how you can shit on this man when you knew what you were doing. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. Like it's not like he blindsided you after shit. By the way, you know it provides for great contact, context or content, and it made for a great album. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. St still over it. Over it is better, but she did her thing nonetheless. Drake gave her her flowers. Everyone in the music game gave her her flowers, I feel like. So, Summer Walker's here to stay, and she's gonna cre keep creating new music, or good music. I just hope it's not at the expense of London on the track. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, I enjoyed the album. Uh, I thought it was pretty smooth. I listened to it a couple of times. Um, I didn't like X for a Reason when it came out initially as a single. But I did like it when I listened to it uh, with the rest of the album. It flowed well with how it was sequenced. Um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed Bitter. I thought that was a dope intro. Just how it opened off. Like, all right, I'm starting the album. First thing I hear when I play the album. Nigga, stop playing with me. Mm. I bet. I already know what type of vibe we on. <laughs> crazy. I already know what type of vibe we on. So cool. That's dope. I enjoyed the features. Production is great. Um, it was kind of entertaining the fact that, you know, half of this album, may, well, not half of this album, all of this album is about pretty much her breakup with London on the track. And London on the track is maybe involved with about 75% of this album. Um <laughs> And that, that was, like, interesting to me, you know, just reading his credits on, like, more than half of these songs. It makes but no I sense. get it. I mean, I get it, you know. They were, she was probably already working on new yeah. music with him before the breakup. And she could have just scrapped all of that. But, you know, she decided to keep it. 
And if she decided to keep it, if that's London's shit, she got to throw the tag on it. And I'm like, and I know that London was somewhere in the back just doing that evil laugh while everyone's tarnishing <laughs> his name. And I'm like, fam, I'm about to get paid. What are you talking yeah, about? about? He's making that <laughs> right. I'm about to get paid. What are you talking about? Um, and still the topic of discussion while the topic should be her. Crazy. Um, so, yeah, but still, really dope album. My favorites were definitely... Um, no love because I was waiting for that summer and SZA record. I was waiting for that shit and SZA. Mm. <sighs> <laughs> Who you laughing at? You laughing at Deb? <laughs> oh, I said SZA. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I need a SZA album. You like SZA, huh? SZA fire. She's fire. I love SZA. Yo. She's fire. I love Summer too. I love Summer too. I love all of them. Yo, I love all. I love everyone. All y'all are beautiful. I've got a love, to lo- a lot of love to give. Galore, <laughs> love galore. Facts, but um, yeah, I need a SZA album like stat cause, exactly. because I don't know her part on that song, yo. Was, ah, damn, mm-hmm. yeah, that was great. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, my other favorites on the album, Constant Bullshit. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Stre- uh, Session Thirty Three was really dope, and maybe Session Thirty Three, I think, is the only time on the album where I felt like someone was trying to give me like a sad track because like she was talking about how she was hurt throughout this entire album but if you really listen to the songs they're kind of all groovy R&B you know they're all sensual Mm R&B Session 33 was the only song that I felt that sounded sad actually Um, so I thought that was really dope I I enjoyed that song a lot Um, another song that I enjoyed off of that is Throw It Away Throw It Away is like maybe other one of the only songs that I found in there where I was just like oh this is like a little there's a little like a little uh, there's a little flow on this one I don't know it's just like smooth R&B just very smooth all around uh, I gotta listen to it a little more, um, because over it, yeah, I think over it, I liked it within the first play. As mm-hmm. soon as I pressed play with that first listen, I was like, "Oh, this is a crazy album." With this album, I gotta dissect it more, just because it is with a different sound. Um, it's not all by one producer, and I feel like Summer was trying new things with this album, mm-hmm. and I feel like this is definitely an album where I gotta look at everything, not just the production, not just the melody, not not just the singing ability, but I gotta look at the lyrics also. Cause apparently someone's talking that shit on the album and she's getting deep and I don't think I caught everything, but I got to, well, I she got went to. In. Yeah, she <coughs> went in. So I definitely, I'm definitely gonna uh, keep playing this album, but it's really dope. I remember I was gassing it up. every And ever since she made the um, fucking announcement I was gassing this up and I think that she is going to do exactly what she needs to do I even think that she's at the point now where her live shows are about to be great because I remember there was a big issue with Summer in the beginning of her career mm-hmm. because she had her social anxiety, anxiety was so yeah. bad her anxiety was so bad she was not able to perform in the beginning of her career I think now she's at a solid spot where um, we're definitely going to see that reflecting her performances so i can't wait it's dope summer's dope so yeah that's all i'll say now that summer's dropped black is gonna follow right up okay you feel me black black's gonna follow right up he's dropping an album i know his album's coming out soon for sure album's coming out soon they just have to <coughs> they they were working summer first but now that summer's out black i'm ready facts and the scissor ready Kendrick, ready. I'm ready for everybody. It's about to be lit 2022. You feel me? Six lakh. Facts. It's already. It's already, guys. 
we're in November next month and then after that it's 2022 that's sickening sheesh anything else that dropped yellow tape <clears throat> key glock my man key glock is you know young Dolph uh what's it called apprentice not apprentice protege protege yeah young Dolph's protege mm-hmm. and cousin oh really yeah they're related oh, wow. yeah yeah so um he dropped yellow tape too it's another key glock album Monty hit me up, so I knew it was a good album mm-hmm. when she was listening to this shit in the gym. And that's how I, you know, that's how I first got introduced to this album. You know, Friday in the gym, uh. put that bitch on, and you know Key Gloss gonna get you lit the entire fucking time. Mm-hmm. He ain't gonna say anything crazy with his lyrics because that's not the, t- not the type of rapper or artist he is. He's not a lyricist at all. He just makes great songs like pumping music yeah he, he just makes bumping music you feel oh, me okay. yeah he just makes music to get you ants he just he makes music What'd to you get you I ants said, oh, you said pumping music i was like wow <laughs> go ahead nah he just makes music to get you amp and yellow tape does exactly that now there are about 20 songs on the album exactly 20 it's 54 minutes long and i'll say there are a couple skips because you know like i said key, key glock ain't a lyricist so if the beat is black the beat is whack mm-hmm. song more, more than likely isn't going to be the best but with that being said, I'm going to say my favorite track on there was From the Bottom. And my least favorite was probably Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. But um, with that being said, it's a, it's, a, it's a solid project. If you want to get turned up, if you want to have a good time, if you want to get lit, listen to this Keyglock album and you're going to do just that. Put it on in the car, put the bass all the way fucking up, and you're going to thank me. You're welcome. Did you become a Keyglock fan on your own? Um, yes, I heard his, I was listening to the, like, Apple Music, hip-hop, rap, whatever, and, um, Son of a Gun came on, and then I just got, like, hip to him after that. I bet, 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 bet. That tape with him and Dolph go crazy. Nah, facts. Um, other shit that came out, I'll go real quick, because I know we got You know K-Flock? He's a New York artist, right? Yes, sir. I don't don't listen to him, but tell me about him. Yeah, I was going to say he's a New York artist, artist, and I listened to the entire, I want to make, is this album? EP, album. It's a a solid project. I mean, he's a a New York drill beat rapper, uh, screams on the fucking beat, like, Mm. screams on that shit, but it sounds good. It sounds good. Like, you see her face, that's what I thought at first. But when I actually listened to it, I was like, okay, okay, this man got some good flows. (laughs) He got some good lyrics. That he has a song with G Herbo on this bitch that's actually pretty fire, and I think it's the best song on the tape. His uh, his album is called The DOA Tape, and that song with Herbo is called Being Honest, the remix. Mm-hmm. There's only eight tracks on it, and it's gonna, th- there's not one skip on it. But I definitely think if you like New York music and you like, you know, drill, drill, K Flock, listen to that nigga, flock to that nigga, you're gonna be, you're gonna be happy. Mm. Travis Scott dropped a two pack, um, Escape Plan and Mafia. <clears throat> I didn't see I didn't see Escape Plan Yeah Escape Plan and Mafia Both songs go crazy Sad that you know The release um, Was paired up With this tragedy mm-hmm. But Two amazing songs Crazy songs Apparently he's dropping A mixtape Before the album So I'll be looking forward To both of those releases uh, Dope projects um, The Post Malone And The Weeknd Dropped a single together It's called One Right Now And that's a bop That's a bop I don't gotta say much about it It's Post Malone It's The Weeknd you ain't really got to say much. It's a bop. Go ahead and check that out. Facts. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for new music. All right, let's go into our reality checks. <clears throat> so um, my reality check this week is don't be afraid to confide in others. And as we were saying earlier, we all go through things in life where 
we want to be alone, where we fucked up and we don't want to share that with anyone. And we're just feeling down on ourselves. And I've been there. Monty's been there. Dev's been there. And in my opinion, the best way to get out of that is simply to just talk to someone you trust and confide in that person. Because the only way you're really going to get better is to tackle whatever pissed you off, got you upset, got you in your feels head on. And just talk about it. Talk about ways to make you feel better. And even if you don't have ways to make you feel better, just talking about whatever is going on in your mind, that in itself will make you feel better. And the only reason I'm saying this is because I did that myself this weekend with a friend. And I don't even like to talk about my feelings like that at all, as you can talk to them. You know what I mean? They know that. So once I did that, even though I didn't have solutions to the problems at hand, just simply talking about it and confiding in someone I trusted in just made me feel 10 times better and put me in a new spirit. So don't be afraid to confide in anyone. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable and just don't be afraid to, to be yourself and, and let people know how you feel because you're not alone in this world and don't think you are. So that's my reality check. Okay. Um, my reality check is to remind the people to trust people's moves, not their words. So no matter how many times you have a conversation with somebody and they apologize for something or they'll say that they're going to change their behavior and they don't do it, at that point, don't keep taking their words for granted at this point. Just watch how they move. And if they don't correlate, if their moves don't correlate with their actions, then you know from there how to keep it pushing. Um, yeah. That was shorter than I thought. That's my reality check. And for my reality check, uh, for my reality check, I will share um, something of myself. And hopefully whoever's listening can relate to that and take whatever they can take from it. So there's only so much that I can take. And there's only so many times that I'm willing to be the bigger person. I've been the bigger person for a good majority of my life. From being the bigger person, I've had to sweep a bunch of shit under the rug. I've had to bite my tongue, hold my tongue on many different occasions, only because whatever is going on at the moment, to me, it's never really that deep. It's always deep for the other person, but to me, it's never really that deep. So that's why I'm always able to just be the bigger person for the sake of whatever situation I'm in. But what I want to say to everybody out there is that you don't always have to be the bigger person all the time. You really don't. Like people, when people see how they can take advantage of that shit, they're going to do it every single time and they're going to try it every single time and they're just going to expect you to be okay with it because you've always been the bigger person in that situation and my advice to y'all is when you see that trend happening when you see maybe this is starting to become an apparent thing fam address it address it only once but address it and whatever happens afterwards you did what you had to do. The other person will do what they have to do, whatever seems right to them. And from that, if it works out, cool. But if it doesn't, that's okay too. Because in not working out, if you were just being the bigger person, it might have worked out. But at what risk? You feel me? At what risk do we have to go through for all this shit to happen? So once you see some shit sliding off, just go ahead and address it. And if shit doesn't want to work itself out, just dead it all together. 
just dead it all together. That's my reality check and advice to the people. All right. Now let's go on to our <coughs> vibes of the week. Let's get rocking. I never thought that uh, my vibe of the week would be Bruno Mars. That's but, uh, hilarious. Uh, you feel me? <laughs> you feel me? But uh, no my vibe, I ain't gonna lie. This shit fucking Smoking rides. Yo, that shit rides, bro. Yo. But uh, yeah, smoking out the window, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack. Yo, Silk Sonic, that's my shit, bro. Anderson got that pack, facts. Yes, they did that thing. <laughs> Wait a minute, this love started off so tender, so sweet. But now she got me smoking out the window. Mm. Mm. <sighs> Must have spent 35, 45,000 up in Tiffany's. Oh, no. Got a badass kids running around my whole crib like it's Chuck E. Cheese. I know y'all like that Silk Sonic. That shit was fire. Oh, You're welcome. No way. This bitch. 
<laughs> go ahead. Oh my god. Um, my reality check. Um, not my reality check. Ow. Vibe of the week. My vibe of the week. Okay, is um, "Unloyal" by Summer Walker and Ari, Ari Lennox. Listen to the album. Go listen to it. Listen to it again and catch a vibe. 
And then for my vibe of the week, I told y'all last week I'm playing nothing but R&B for the rest of the year. So for my vibe this week, we got a track from OVO's Magic Jordan. They dropped an album a few weeks ago called Wildest Dreams. Go check it out. It's a solid vibe from beginning to end. So go check it out. But for my vibe this week, we are going to do Sway featuring Diddy. Let's go. Can you dance with me? Yeah, just like that. Yeah. I need you. I need you. 
that was Magic Jordan featuring Diddy, and the song was called Sway. I Diddy bop to that all the time, all the time. I'll dance through my living room as if I'm cleaning. It's just beautiful music. It's great. Uh, so definitely go ahead and check that out. It's a smooth vibe all around. All right. And that's pretty much the end of this episode. I want to say thank you to everyone who uh, stayed tuned throughout the whole episode. Any new listeners that we got, shout out to y'all. Uh, my dog, Jake, it was his last episode last week. So once again, shout out to him. But also shout out to Kat for returning to the studio. We miss you. She was chilling on the outside for most of the time. But now she's back in here with the gang. So welcome back. It's good to have you back. Uh, stay tuned for everything that we got going on. It's still season seven. It's still us. We come in heavy. Uh, so make sure you're following us on our socials at The Urban Product. Subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube. Subscribe to our um, website at www.theurbanproduct.com. Go there for all of your urban product needs. Um, hit us up individually if, if you just want to hang out and chat. And then, guys, guys, this is for y'all. Can you hit my solo camera right now? All right, right? So if you know me personally, you already know. So I don't really got to say it. But to all of the listeners out there, I've said it on socials already, but saying on the public platform, maybe that'll help spread the message. Don't get fooled by whoever is using my old Instagram account. My old IG, at DME is real, is no longer my Instagram account. Guys, the jig is up. Unemployment is over. PUA is down. And the scammers are back. They're getting everyone's Instagram accounts. I lost my account. Jake lost his account. About four of my dogs lost their account. A bunch of my other people are getting fake accounts made of them. It's really up. So do not get fooled if you think you're talking to me. Because learn this from me. I would never, and I repeat, never would hand money out for free. You work for everything when you're fucking with me. You feel me? You work for everything. So don't listen to anything. Go ahead. Follow my new account at DME2Real. And uh, yeah, let's just get rid of these scammers, bro. Jig is up. Shit's crazy. All right. And yeah, that's pretty much it. You've been listening to the Urban Product. It's been your boy, DME. It's been your boy, Cozy Rich. <laughs> and it's been your girl, Molly. We'll go ahead and catch y'all next week. Everybody be easy out there. Love. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really trust no one except my mama and my gun i need some space far away from these niggas and these bitches you know how they come she go so low to the damn flow make me go psycho yeah i'm rambo michael jackson back in 85 all go jordan nigga and one funny how these dudes be on my dick more than my shoddy beat diamonds on my body offsetting like the cardi beat Please keep it gangsta, feel like Molly G All that I can be is just me, swear it's hard to be Somebody else who ain't me, my dog. If I had a genie, I would free my dog. Gotta go through me before you R.I.P, my dog. I just wish that I could see my dog. Step out fresh as hell like